Welcome to the About Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Angela Skirtu. I'm a licensed marriage therapist in the state of Missouri and an ASEX certified sex therapist. You can find me at www.therapistinstlouis.com. Now today, I'm interviewing Ojan, the tattooed gentleman. We've hey, had him on before, but he's super awesome, so we had to bring you back again. Well, thank you so much. I enjoy being here. Awesome. Let me read you a little bio, and then we'll learn more. So Ojan is the tattooed gentleman, and he has been collecting his personal ink for nearly 30 years. His bodysuit is the work of several talented artists in San Francisco, St. Louis, Memphis, and Jacksonville. Are there any others you'd add to that? Or uh, No, the rest of them are local. Okay, so, yeah, cool, cool. Just making sure if you've continued to collect. I have added since last time we oh, were. Oh, okay. We're going to have to learn about yeah. that. Cool. As an entertainer and educator, he is playful and uninhibited. The gentleman aims to amuse and confuse, but leaves you with something to think about. I know that what I do as a tattooed gentleman is a in nature. This is from him, but I'm yes. reading your words, <laughs> your words, since I am very nearly nude. Oh, no, no, nearly nude. <laughs> <laughs> I often serve or perform nude. If the situation warrants it, it is safe and everyone agrees. I also charge extra for a nude performance or appearance. Okay, so tell us a little more about all the wild things you do nude. <laughs> well, I basically enjoy putting myself out there and and performing. Mm-hmm. I am usually a live masturbation show sometimes if it is a situation. If the, if the situation warrants, warrants it. it. Exactly, and the crowd is willing. <laughs> yes, of uh, course, consent often, is very important. We always teach about that. to make sure that you have the right crowd and everyone understands what's going on. Yeah, do they uh, put that in the headliner? <laughs> yes. Thankfully, no one has to sign anything. To, That's to be good. It's like, party. look, you paid to come here. You knew what yeah, was going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or they were invited guests, so oftentimes oh, okay. it's like... Like I'm, a private party. Private party, yeah. I'm, I'm hired to be a bartender or a server or whatever, and and talk about my ink, and that often ends up with me being naked, showing off my ink. Does it go slowly, or do you start off that way? It depends upon what they want. Okay. Um, sometimes it's kind of fun to start off wearing something, and then throughout the evening taking off a bit more and more. Yeah, see, I think it would be fun to surprise people over time. So they know that you're going to be naked at some mm-hmm. point, right? But it's like, oops, there's my shirt. Oops, oh, my pants are gone. Mm-hmm. Where is he? Oh, yeah, there he is. Yeah. There's that guy without pants. There's that kind of fun <laughs> stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that being but fun. But it's also very fun to, to be naked, to like be a sure. naked greeter when people come to the oh, door. Oh, like right at the door? Or like here it is right in front of everybody. Like do people from the outside see it or is it like a door in a door so you at least have some security? It's always security. (laughs) I was to make sure if it's going to be in a private setting or even a public setting, make sure that everybody knows what's Mm -hmm. going on and that they know it's adult in nature. That's the OCD part of me. I'm like, wait a second, where's all the security? Like I can't be right at the door, but if there's like two doors down, then we can totally do this. Yeah, exactly. I gotcha. Is that all you do, or is there more? I want to hear all of it. <laughs> well, that basically is is it. I mean, I I do um, uh, offer my my sexual services to people who enjoy them and want them. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't you do handyman services too? Naked well, handyman. Well, that's how I kind of got started way back when I was living in San Francisco. So tell me about the naked handyman situation. Well, that <laughs> happened in San Francisco when I was living out there twenty some years ago, mm-hmm. and. And I was between jobs and wanted to make some extra money, so I put an ad in one of the local alternative papers as mm-hmm. the Buck Naked Handyman. I see. So, Did you get a lot of bites? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like... <laughs> not physically. Not physical bites. That wasn't right. consensual. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did have a nice little service going on and a fair number of customers who would mm-hmm. take advantage of the situation, and I 
off. I did everything from painting to installing light fixtures to cleaning backyards. Um, I would hope it would have a security fence. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. I'm always thinking about these weird things. And you have to wait. What happens here? (laughs) I know. And you got to protect yourself too. Like when you're doing yard work, you don't want to. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't want to get in trouble. I mean, technic. Oh, I didn't even think about hurting yourself. What yeah. physical issues might be? There? Yeah, it could be flying objects. You know. Oh my goodness, I was thinking. You know, like the penis is an appendage, so like technically, you'd want to make sure there's some safety yes, precautions exactly. going on. Some kind of cushion or something. You know. <laughs> you can maybe wear a cup the whole time. Yes, I, have, I didn't do it, but that's a good thought. It's, it's a good a, thought for next time you do that. <laughs> just be kind of be careful where you're doing it and what you're doing. You know, and make sure you don't going to hit any rocks. That's going to be sling slinging oh, your way. Wow. Did that ever happen to you? Or are you? Okay. I'm okay. Everything's okay. in one piece. Everything's in good to go. Okay, so that yeah. was 20 years ago. Since then, though, you've expanded. You've broadened your horizons. <laughs> well, I've continued the same kind of thing, but I'm much more open about being, let's call it what it is, a sex worker. Mm-hmm. And people enjoy someone with a lot of ink. Some mm-hmm. people do. It's intriguing. It leads to a lot of stories. And... Uh, but now that I'm older, there's certainly a lot of people who like older gentlemen to be around and talk to and have have sex with. I hear you guys are conversationalists. Yes, we are. <laughs> we, you know, it's always about that connection thing. You know, it's funny. I was listening to a radio show this morning and people were talking about being a conversationalist. And so like to me, I think so you can just have a conversation and ask questions back and forth. Like mm-hmm. that's to me is just a conversationalist. Isn't that a conversation? Yeah, I mean, but apparently people don't know how to do it anymore. Well. Well, it is a lost art in many cases because people do so much of the texting. I know. Their, their thumbs talk more than their mouth does. See, I got to say, I can tell if a person's a conversationalist based on how I text them because if they'll ask me questions and I ask them back, then I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. they might be able to do that in person. But some mm-hmm. people don't do that. They'll just state things. Right. And that's the end. Right. And I'm like, oh, this person's going to be terrible. They answer the question, <laughs> nothing more. And you're like, uh, did you want to know about me? <laughs> Is there going to be anything beyond this? <laughs> you want to know why maybe we're doing this? Those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, important. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. See, you get it because you're a conversationalist. It's how I can make my business. You know, That's how you make connecting. the big bucks, right? <laughs> it really is because oh, you really? connect with people, mm. you treat them well, and that's why they want you to be around and want to pursue things. I see. So so you've got to make your customers, and that's true with any business, of course, comfortable, welcome, make sure they feel appreciated. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with any business, just as it is with a sex worker. Sure, but I can imagine, you know, having a good bedside manner, so to speak, <laughs> would be good in your business. Exactly. Right. Does that mean you like sometimes put their coat on? You know, like to me, a good bedside manner. I had this doctor, it was a gynecologist, and he put my coat on me, and I was like, what a great doctor. Well, it depends on the situation, <laughs> but yeah, I don't... I mean, I felt like weird that. at that, too, because I'm like, I guess my gynecologist is putting my coat on, but like, what a really nice guy. <laughs> He was just being a gentleman. That's what I think. Like yeah. a tattooed gentleman, yeah, of yeah, course, is yeah. a gentleman. So you said there's some new mm. stories that have happened since I saw you. Yeah, a lot has happened since then. Tell me the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, that's really broad, right? It's really broad. There's a lot, <laughs> lot of, within that area. Well, the the bad part is that a uh, cousin um, was a 30 year survivor of breast cancer. Oh. And she took a really bad turn, and I was part of the caregiving team while she was still alive there when she died. And now mm-hmm. I'm working as like the executor 
Because her husband needs some help. Yeah, of course. So that's a, a hard thing to do. there's a lot of stuff going on. And everything was complicated because she died here in St. Louis and she wanted to be buried in California where she was raised. I see. So we had this week-long funeral mm-hmm. process that took place. That was back in October. Oh, so since then, that. I've been doing spending most of my time uh, running this... Uh, being an executor. Is it kind of like a full-time job? It really is. There's oh so goodness. many details and so many things that can possibly go wrong. And, you know, hmm. dealing with paperwork, death certificates, the Social Security Administration, insurance companies, pension plans, all the financial matters. Uh, you know, it's funny. We were just talking before we started to air about like the... Com- so, of course, this is a sex podcast, but sex and death have a lot of connections in in culture actually um and so it's interesting you're bringing up death because you know like sometimes i like to cover other topics on here too and so you know for anyone listening what are some things that it would be good for people to know it, about death <laughs> i know that's a big broad question but like you're dealing with it you so you're kind of in the trenches it. yeah i have was in the trenches very much with all this mm-hmm. and it's a it's a process that someone has to go through it on their own pace mm-hmm. so my cousin she fought to the very end mm-hmm. uh, literally to the very end until we finally got her into hospice care and she was able to get some medication to help ease the anxiety and ease some of the pain mm-hmm. for her it was a I won't say it was a slow. It was. I won't say it was an easy process because she fought so much. Sure. But watching all that happen and see what she went through was learning in and of itself because I got to see up close mm-hmm. what people think and feel and their, how their bodies change when they're dying. Yeah. And just being part of all that and being very intimate with some of those things that mm-hmm. you don't necessarily do for a cousin. Sure. But there was no one else to do it. <clears throat> so we got 24-7 care and that finally took place. For me, watching her death and being part of it in many ways taught me that life is precious. Mm-hmm. You really need to enjoy what you're doing. Make sure you're doing it right and treating everyone right along the way. Yeah. And following <clears throat> your own path to make sure that you're not being something you shouldn't be or don't want to be. Or not being your uh, inauthentic self, so to speak. Exactly. You know what's interesting about that? Um, so I wrote a book about infidelity, and one of the most common stories that starts an infidelity is a death of a very close person in somebody's life, like mm-hmm. uh, a parent, a biological parent, or a child, like a miscarriage mm-hmm. or, or beyond. And usually that happens, and then that thing that you just described where somebody has to like look at their life and they yes. realize life is short, what else is there? Yeah, it's such a shocker to the system that it's like you can't go on living mm-hmm. the way you did before it You because life is so fragile mm-hmm. and people f- get frightened almost, you know? And so it that fear creates this like, I, I only have so many days left to live and I'm going to live it. And I think then, you know, like it just seems to, it's weird because it seems to be the catalyst for a lot of infidelity. I think it's true. Um, or, or a lot of sports car purchases. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> on both it's, sides. it's a life crisis that you have to respond to in one way or the other. Yeah. And either you block it off and pretend it didn't happen, which is not healthy either. Mm-hmm. Or in the other extreme, Or you take life by the balls. Well, exactly. <laughs> and really go for it. Yeah. Hopefully most people do something in between a little more mm-hmm. rational. 
But people do irrational things when they're faced with that kind of shock in their life. Well, it's really hard to lose somebody that matters that much, too. It is. So have you taken life by the balls? Or have you (laughs) avoided it like the plague? (laughs) A bit of, I think it, I haven't changed my life drastically. I mean, you were already kind of living it like grabbing the balls uh, all the time, really. Whenever I can, whenever I can. Why would you not? Exactly. (laughs) I mean, especially if the price is right. Mm-hmm. You know, it is a business for, for sometimes for me, not all the time, for sure. So maybe living life for you would be like going to more tea parties. <laughs> yeah, right. No. No, I'm totally no, it would be It would be doing more of what I do on a regular basis. Okay. And not spending so much time on the paperwork like I am now. So I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to getting through this paperwork phase. How much longer do you have for the paperwork? I mean, like, how much does it take to really die in this city? Well, for example, yeah. <laughs> no terrible you, questions, you, you, right? You spend a lot more time and money dying than you do on being birth, being born. Oh my goodness. Because there's so many details of everything that has to be done. So it's very tedious. Hmm. Um, for example, uh, a trust. My cousin and her husband had a trust. So when she died, that trust needs to be amended. And that's what we're going to be doing tomorrow, in fact, is signing the paperwork to amend the, the trust that controls all of my cousin-in-law's finances. Oh, wow. But because he needs help, I'm going to be added into that. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's going to be, um, I kind of think of it as if I adopted a 69-year-old man. You know, it, it's, it's, he's, he needs that kind of help. Wow. So a lot to be done. Well, so you said there were, so that was one of the big things that happened. Are there other things in addition to that that have happened since? Oh, I've been doing some really fun traveling. Oh, okay. Tell me where you've been. Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) I decided this year I was really going to travel as much as I possibly could. So I started off the year by making a trip to the West Coast, to Phoenix, LA, and San Francisco. Okay. And I have family and friends in all three cities mm-hmm. and combine that with some business, with some sexual contacts and Yeah, I was curious, are you getting some business yes, um, in these different areas? I did, I did. Oh, fun. Some really fun times there. Um, I made a trip to Tennessee for a family reunion, which was very great. Uh, fun, although I got sick there, and that was a bad, really Ugh. bummer, getting back home and then being hospitalized for four days while they dealt with a bug I picked up. Uh, That's the trouble with traveling, you know. There's all the malaria out mm, there. It wasn't malaria, <laughs> but it was a nasty bug that they really Nas- had nasty to Nasty enough, yeah, you know. Yeah. You go to the new area of the country, now you're sick as a dog. <laughs> I wanted to die. It, oh, it was no. that was that painful. You're having a lot of themes of death this year. It, exactly. That's <laughs> like, really, what is it with death this year? I think it's a seasonal thing. It's just a phase that I'm going mm-hmm, through maybe mm-hmm. in my life right now. Uh, I made a trip to Chicago for another family reunion, which was very fun and had a little business contact up there. So any fun business stories happened since the last I saw you? Well, um, I think the best one was is business, but also very pleasant, pleasurable and friendship-wise. Okay. Um, I do... Um, my, I work on one of the sex lines, the uh, online sex sites. Okay, um, like a phone phone in sex no, show. No, this is or? actually on the on the on the computer, so it's oh, actually okay. a a, a uh, screen to screen contact. So you're a video model of sorts, or yes, phone caller, f- f- a performer. Oh wow! So people dial in, uh, join this site. And then they have a list of models that they can look at. You kind of it's like a menu, and you of pick course there's a menu. Who you're looking for which, these days with the internet, you get everything you, you want, anything <laughs> and everything. So they can they can browse through the models that are offered 
who happen to be online. Okay. And if they select me, they pop into my, my room, okay. my video room. Do you have like hours of operation or are I, you just open anytime? Whenever any day? I can get online and have some time to do it. Okay. I was curious how that would work because I've heard of some where it's like 24 hours. So it's like, all right, this is me cleaning up my bedroom, you know? <laughs> oh, I couldn't do that. That's I think that would be too boring and who would want to watch that? Apparently some people <clears throat> I do. I think some people do. All right. But, so it's when it works for you right, conveniently. When I can be on, I, I, gotcha. I, I do that. So I put myself out there. Um, people join my room mm-hmm. uh, for free. Uh, they have to be members of the site to, to get that far. And they have to be kind of screened to make sure that they're of age and all those kinds of things. Sure. So they mm-hmm. pop into my room and my job is and my pleasure is to connect with them and find out who they are, what they're looking for, what brought them to my room, uh, mm-hmm. make them feel welcome. All those things we talked about earlier about you know, customer service and all Good that. Good bedside manner. Good bedside <laughs> manner. Oh, there's no bed involved because it's all all virtual. Um, right. But if they, if we connect and they want to go further and want to see more of me and see me do more, uh, they go into a private chat mode. Okay. So then it's just me and the other person, hmm. and I can show and do hmm. anything I want because they're paying by the minute. Oh, okay. So that's how this the service works. I make money per minute, and then the service makes money per minute. See, so for those of you who are listening who would like new job opportunities. <laughs> you can work from home. <laughs> you can work from home. You get to make your own hours. There's no uniform unless you really want to get into that, you know. <laughs> unless you like to okay. dress up, which some, some people, people do. do into each their own. <laughs> That's one of the categories in the menu. <laughs> oh, do you ever do it? No, no. I mean, you've got your tattoos. You already I, have an outfit. <laughs> exactly. I'm selling the tattoos. So sure. That's my, my screen name, my handle, quote unquote, is Tattoo Gentleman. Yeah. So it really just fits in. It continues on with the whole uh, theme of my myself so far. <laughs> so for people who didn't hear that episode last time that you were here, one of my favorite stories is how you moved into your current house. <laughs> in the neighbor? In the neighborhood. Yeah, yes. with the neighbors. Yes. So would you be willing to tell everybody the oh, story of when you moved into your house? <laughs> I love that story. And I love it, it so much. It really uh, was a good beginning of where I live now. So I used to live in the city of St. Louis, you know, mm-hmm. very uh, uh, city environment. I was I had a big old house. I decided I needed to downsize, simplify. Mm-hmm. I found uh, four acres of land out in Jefferson County mm-hmm. and a house on it. And um, I was um, I, I had two, three months to clean the house before I actually moved in. So this house is in the country. It was only warm summer night. I was working out there and working naked, of course. That's mm-hmm. how I live. And that's why I moved out that far to have all I that like privacy. to say affectionately an ever nude. Ever, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not a never, an ever. Ever, always. <laughs> all right, always. tell me more. Yeah, yeah. So you're cleaning up nude, you so, know, as um, one does. As one does. I, I was cleaning the stove, as it happened to have been, been the case. That takes a lot of back work. <laughs> uh, actually, I was cleaning the top of the stove. Oh, okay, okay. So I was standing. This was an older stove that needed a lot of cleaning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was standing there at, at the stove cleaning and scrubbing and scouring and trying to get the, the, the stove looking good. And I hear footsteps coming in the garage. So it's a summer night. Everything's wide open. The garage door is open. The door from the garage to the mudroom is open. Sure, you've got four acres. You're like, <clears throat> I've got plenty of space here. I could be nude for hours. Exactly. <laughs> and I do. I do. I am. Sure. So I hear these footsteps. And then I so saw, next thing I know, I look up and there is my neighbor from across the road. 
Mm-hmm. Now, he's a UPS driver, so he's used to seeing a lot of things, I'm sure. But, but he hadn't, <laughs> I couldn't imagine he, what the UPS uh, workers have seen. <laughs> I'm sure they get blinded sometimes. Uh, so there was Jeff uh, right in front of me. And my first instinct was, oh, my God, I better go cover up. And I thought to myself, just like a split-second conversation going on. No, wait a minute. This is my home. He came in here. This is what I moved out here for. I'm going to stay this way. I have a right to be naked in my house, exactly. damn it. Exactly, <laughs> especially while I'm cleaning the stove. All right. So, especially, I like that you're like, especially, especially when I'm cleaning the stove. It's work. You it's know, your prerogative. Exactly. I get it. <laughs> so I said, oh, you caught me. This is how I live. This is, this is me. He said, oh, no problem. You know, he said, I've seen, it, <laughs> seen lots before. Okay. And he was just cool. So we stood there and talked. Uh, for about 30 minutes about neighborhood stuff and mm-hmm. catching up on things and kind of introducing me to what's going on in the subdivision. It's really small. She's the neighborhood, like, like busybody, really. <laughs> not a busybody, but he was helping, came over to inform me about a, okay. an important vote that was going to take place. Oh, yeah, Dallas. and you need to be a part of that. I do, of course. I do. I do. All right. <laughs> uh, so we talked for about a half hour. Went well, it was perfectly fine. He had no problem with me being naked, and it was fine. He leaves. So I go back to scrubbing the stove. <laughs> so about 15, 20 minutes later, I hear more footsteps coming in the garage. Mm-hmm. So here it is. Jeff is back with the, the, another neighbor from down the road. <laughs> Who's this neighbor? His name is Daryl. He's like, hey, Daryl, you got to come see this guy. <laughs> I'm sure that's what happened. I'm sure there was a phone call that was made. And you got to come see this guy. He's really cool, but you got to come see him. Mm-hmm. Was not only the two of them; they also brought a six pack of beer. Oh, nice! Well, that's how you hang out with a naked exactly, gentleman. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Made my day. <clears throat> so, I stopped cleaning the stove. The three of us went out to the the deck on the back of my house, and we enjoyed the beers. Me naked, them clothed, and it was as if, as if nothing ever happened. Mm-hmm. So now it's kind of an ongoing joke with whenever Jeff and I make conversation or I invite him over, he comes over or whatever. I ask, should I put clothes on this time? <laughs> he always says yes. It's like, you could, I saw your dick, it's be good it's, to see you, exactly. you know, just you wear some boxers maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they've seen me out in the yard and everything, but they're cool, no problem. It's just, that's, that's the good thing about living out that far. Everyone kind of minds their own business and no one really cares too much. Well, you know, I've got this theory about men after a certain age. So here's what happens. I think it starts with World War II documentaries. <laughs> now, trust just go with me okay, on this, okay? I'll, I'll be you all start to watch World War II <clears throat> documentaries, and you start to like say, I don't want to be in the urban areas. I need to get out and run off into the hills. So mm. you bought your four-acre home yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And then that's the next stage as you go somewhere in the middle of nowhere. And then the stage beyond it is getting a bunch of guns. Now, if you don't have guns yet, that's fine. I'm just telling you that. That's the progression I keep seeing with people like once they hit 40s and 50s are like, I can't do this anymore. If they're liberal, it's after, you know, Trump became president. <laughs> if they're conservative, if it was at, it was after Obama Always became president, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't have any guns. So <laughs> oh, well, so you're not there yet. You haven't I'm, like fully come into yourself I yet. I <laughs> think I'm going to be the exception to that rule. No, you don't have to be that. I just see it like happen so much that I'm like, what is with guys in their 50s? <laughs> I think it's all part of that life crisis and dealing oh, with yeah, that uh, journey of 
all at fifty, you realize your con- your days are limited. You're yeah. towards the age when you're probably your father, or your mother passed away. Mm-hmm. You're realizing that your life is, you know, you've only got so much life to live, so and, and you're, you're tired of the fight. hustle and bustle of the city, mm-hmm. if that's the case, or if it's the opposite. Because I can see it go the opposite way too, where people are like, "I hate living in the suburbs. I just want to be in an urban area." <laughs> going the other way, you always yeah. want to go towards what you don't have now. I think mm-hmm. when you're facing a crisis like that. Hopefully, it's the right choice and you don't, or if you do make the choice, you don't box yourself in so you have no options to return. Yeah, or maybe come up with a happy medium. Right. You know, like live in the city sometimes, but then go out to the country when you need a little break. <laughs> a friend of mine is doing that right now, in fact. She, she bought, she's renting an apartment in the city. She still has her house mm-hmm. on, out in the country. And she kind of goes back and forth between the two of them. So, well, there you go. You think that's the best of both worlds. That's, I agree. So, tell me about. So you said you will sometimes masturbate for crowds, right? Like mm-hmm. that's part of your job. So, like, mm-hmm. what's what would that look like if people were to come see that? <laughs> well, yeah, well, here's an example of how one time how it happened. Um, I was uh, hired to be to work at a party. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was tending bar and serving, kind of cleaning up and keeping the place going, is like, like a caterer would do. You sure. Know? And a, I w- a, like any caterer slash masturbator would do, right? Well, <laughs> some of them do, some of them don't. You know, but it depends I, on if it's in the job's description. <laughs> well, they hired me knowing that I was going to be nearly naked and possibly naked be- before the end of the evening. So that, okay, that's okay. what they wanted. That, that was what me and y'all kind of knew that going in. Of course, of course. So <laughs> uh, towards the end of the evening, I still hadn't gotten completely naked. I was still wearing basically a g-string. Okay. Um, and it was the 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 hosts and a few of their their closest friends, kind of. So, lead. were you walking around with the tray no, the whole time with the G? Nothing that formal. I don't. <laughs> if I did that, I'd want to like bend over a lot. Yeah, of course. Just to, like, oh, oh, I dropped the food. <laughs> I do bend over a lot. You of know, course. You, you want to show things. You want to show off the goods. Exactly. <laughs> you want to tease. You want to play. Mm-hmm. So I was still wearing just the just the the G string. Um, so it was the, the final group, the, towards the end of the evening, they were in the, that last crowd. Mm-hmm. And so they said, make, make us one more round of drink, final round of drink before you clean up, drinks before you clean up. So I did, you know, whatever they wanted. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, make yourself one too. So, of course, I did. And at that point, they said, well, lose the G-string, for God's sakes. That's what, you know, <laughs> we want to see things. <laughs> So I did. So I was naked, you know. Well, they cut put, to the chase here, sir. They pretty sir. much saw everything already <laughs> anyway. But, you know, it just that last little bit finally became exposed. And all of a sudden, they were pulling together dollar bills. <clears throat> oh, okay. So they had a stack of dollar bills, and they said, oh, here's the challenge for you. We want you to masturbate and not climax mm-hmm. until the last dollar bill hits the floor. So they were basically... Oh, that's fun. It's like ra- a game. Game. It was a challenge. <laughs> so they were basically the ra- whole raining money thing. You oh, know, yeah, make of it course. Rain kind of thing. But so I didn't know how long they were going to be doing it. Yeah, I'm like, how much money is there? <laughs> it was 50, 60 bucks. It was worth... It was worth it, you know. Yeah, sure, sure, and that's a long time, you know. Like, you gotta keep like holding back. Uh, well, <laughs> think uh, of baseball. <laughs> I don't. I'm good at that. I'm good at holding back and All maintaining right. until I need to do. What's the trick, Ojan? <laughs> 
Uh, it's a, a talent I developed over the years of just being able to know when to kind of back off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I never lose the the spirit of the moment, but I know when to stop the the physical mm-hmm. touching so that I don't go too far, but it still maintain the erection that you need to have to show off the goods. So it's that the fine balance of, of playing with yourself in your mind and uh, ma- maintaining that control. Huh. I know a lot of viewers who would really like to know how to do that. I bet you could get paid to teach people lessons on that. I, so you I, know. I could. I, I would. You live, contact so you know. me. Contact me. Let me know. We'll, we'll do something. All right. So continue the story. So they've so, got 50 or 60 bucks if they yeah, are reigning in your general in, slow direction. Right. One at a time. I'm kind of standing in the middle of the circle of, of circle of guys. And they throwing out the dollars. So but I never know when that last one's going to go. So this is, the stack is going down further and further. But it, it, we're going on 5, 10, 15, <laughs> 20 minutes. Like I'm and, getting a headache and, now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was really pushing it really. But it's still fun because sure. the, 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 the adrenaline yeah. was running. The challenge was, mm. was a thrill. The exhibitionism of this whole situation was just great and dynamic. Mm-hmm. So I was just having a ball and really enjoying the challenge of it all. And they were enjoying it too. Sure. They're so, like, how long can you go? How long can you go? <laughs> so finally that was... kind of like playing limbo, actually. It really is. How, <laughs> on that low. Um, so finally I saw the last dollar bill being held up. But I, I couldn't end until that one was let go. Okay. So we were probably into about 22, 23, 24. So about 25 minutes. But finally, the dollar bill hit the floor and I was able to find release. My question is, after 25 minutes, did you have a good trajectory? Yes. <laughs> I would imagine like that went across the room. You're very excited <laughs> and you're... Uh, you're really looking for that final eruption. I mean, so it was. It was yeah. a good, like, it hit the other wall. Yeah. <laughs> I-, I earned my money, and they er- they had a good show for what they paid. So. And somebody had to clean up later that night, but it wasn't you. <laughs> <laughs> I-, I think I did, because oh, before sweet. I left, I had to. Yeah, I, was, I was hired to c- help clean up, too. Oh, that's funny. <clears throat> he does the whole thing. How nice. Oh, yeah, well, definitely. You know, it's a full service. Oh, I love it. Well, I could imagine, like, that is a long time. I could definitely imagine that being, like, a big explosion. Yeah, well, that's what I do online, too, is a lot of teasing. So when people see me on screen, they don't see down below. They don't Mm -hmm. see my penis, but they can see I'm naked, and they can see that I'm playing with myself. Oh, okay. So Hmm. I can, I, I keep that going to tantalize them and keep that conversation going. So when we're talking about, getting to know them and all that, they know I'm masturbating. Do they want it? Like, are they allowed to see your penis or is that kind of part of the service that they're not supposed to? They're only supposed to be seeing me until they go into private chat. I see. So that's the tease. Is uh, they need to uh, go into private chat, commit some money, Mm -hmm. uh, so much per minute, before I can really show them everything and basically do whatever they like that you can do virtually on camera. You I know. see. So you're trying to draw them in with all that stuff and then hopefully you're making your money. It's, and It's salesmanship. It really is. Hell yeah. You know, so I don't make any money until they go into private chat. Unless this service does have a way of tipping. <clears throat> 
even though you're not in private chat. So that's okay. kind of fun. So they can they can send me, you know, four, five, six bucks, whatever, and to encourage me. And I'm at that point, well, okay, I'll stand up and give you a little show. I gotcha. That. But until we go into private chat, I don't really do a full full show of any sort. Interesting. Well, there's different reasons for people to go. That's for sure. Well, and actually, I was thinking of the research. Of course, I'm going into the there research go. into my head. Always that like a lot of what makes people happy is anticipation of yes. things, not the actual getting <clears throat> of something. That's and so, I was true. thinking of all of the little things you're doing. You're really using a type of marketing strategy to pull people in to build anticipation. That like there's this excitement of oh, what am I going to get when I finally do it. So of course, they want to spend a lot of money on you. <laughs> Some people. I do, some people have spent a lot of money. And I'm that's sure. Been great. I'm sure. Uh, and I, I have also I have made some friends through the service too. So nice. there's ways of uh, around the back door of, of making connections. And uh, one of the clients that I uh, was with on well, my trip to LA mm-hmm. met through this service. And uh, we had a paid session, but we have since become friends. Mm-hmm. And we still meet online, and he sometimes takes me into private chat, and he gives me some money that way, too. So it's a bit of business and pleasure and friendship all at the same time. Sure. And you're actually retired from your other job <laughs> yes, now, right? Yes. Like, you, this used to be your side job. Right. And now it's your full-time gig-ish, but you're retired because you don't want to do everything all the time. Exactly. <laughs> and plus, I have all this death stuff I'm dealing with. Yeah, yeah there's uh, plenty to do yeah, with that, too, yeah. so that's not fun. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I keep myself busy with a number of different ways. I gotcha. Yeah, but my latest uh, gig was a neighborhood fundraiser where they had a circus theme, kind of a freak show theme. Oh, okay. With a lot of people that I know from the St. Louis area who were, were, were part of uh, Naughty Gras and Baker's Carnival and those, oh, those types okay. of things. So a lot of, it was kind of like a reunion of a lot of the, of the old the farmer performers from these, these, uh, these things. It was great fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was uh, there as the tattoo gentleman, mm-hmm. started off wearing shorts, my hat, my tat, you know, my my fancy hat, and my cane, and it was looking rather gentlemanly. Being a very gentlemanly like person, of course, of you have to vest. have a top hat of on. Course, the classy vest. <laughs> you know, it'd be really fun is if you had the top hat for your penis too. I'm just saying. Um, I got a story about that. We'll, okay, we'll, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get there we'll in a get second. There later on. <laughs> Uh, like, I think penises should it, have top hats. It, 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 it would make dick pics so much nicer. It wasn't a fedora, but it was some, some <laughs> different story. But this like a beret. Right. Yes, close to it. French. He has a French penis. <laughs> Love it. Continue your story. Okay. <laughs> so as the evening went on, I exposed more and more. I never got fully naked for everybody because mm-hmm. uh, there was it's a public setting in a, in a paid venue, so I couldn't get fully naked, but they wanted me to push the edge a little bit. So towards the end of the, of the evening, I was down to pretty much a G-string in my shoot, my boots. All right. and um, That's was, my go-to outfit for any outing is just a, a G-string and boots. Yeah, <laughs> what more do you need? I don't think anything else. It looks pretty good, I think. Um... <laughs> I did uh, have a few opportunities where people wanted to see more of me, and we found a private space, and okay. you know, um, and that hopefully will lead to some business. Like you know, we gave them the business card and all that kind of stuff. So hopefully, it'll lead to some some 
further paid gigs. It's always about networking. Like, you it know how to is. do this. So just so you know, I'm here for later, you know. It Maybe is. you don't want me right now, but in a year from now, when your life is like, oh, keep, you know. <laughs> keep this card handy. I'm here for you. <laughs> it's amazing in events like this where alcohol is flowing. A lot of people get really loose, mm-hmm. and they say lots of things, and they're, they're open up for um, touching and feeling more than me mm-hmm. touching and feeling me, I don't cross that line with customers unless it's you know. Sure, but I, you know, I'm imagining they do a little bit of therapy, right? You, you have to do a little therapy at these places yeah. when you're because people open up. I mean, they it's like the bartenders, do. you know, and then you're nude, so they're like, he's so vulnerable. He's a great person to talk to. That's what they, they, they it happens. Telling you because they want to hear about my tattoos. So there's they I tell part story about one of them or what whatever, and then they open up with the story about them, you uh-huh. know, if they want a tattoo, if they had a bad one, or I, mm-hmm. they may ask my advice as to what they should get where or whatever. And so it opens up a whole um, conversation that you wouldn't have otherwise in a different situation. Plus, if they get enough booze in them, they become really touchy-feely. Or they become a crying <clears throat> drunk. Those are no. always fun. <laughs> I, I got, I I got three categories. There's crying drunks, angry drunks, and the uh, flirty, like, no boundaries <laughs> That's That's pretty much how things happen around me. Because, of course. Because I'm, I'm open that way. And, well, but and, that's how people kind of do it in general. I mean, everybody yeah. has that friend who's like, I love you, yeah. you're awesome. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. People grabbing me when, like, Earlier in the evening, they were very, very. You know, fun. Oh yeah, they're always those. They're always the ones that were like the yeah. most hoity-toity, and then they're like all on you. By the time they get you, know, the four or five martinis, and you're all like, of a sudden, you know what? What are you holding back there with yeah. your sobriety? <laughs> and then you have the whole interesting dynamic too when you have a couple involved, of one or both of them are more interested than the other one. Mm-hmm. So watching that dynamic of, and this the situation I'm thinking of at the latest gig was. Though the wife was very touchy feely and she mm. had a little more booze in her, and she was, you know, one grabbed me a couple of different places, and he just <laughs> kind of watched. He's just like, Yep, mm, there she is. That's, that's, okay. that's what she does. So, tell me the story about the penis top hat. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Well, this was a gig several years ago where I was hired by a couple who opened up their in their uh in home theater. Mm-hmm. They spent thousands and thousands of dollars in a, a theater setting in their basement. Oh, how nice. So mm-hmm. they invited a bunch of friends over and they wanted me to be there as a server and um, a bartender and so forth and kind of a uh, an usher, as it were. Oh, okay. As you would in the old theaters. Mm-hmm. So they found this old costume, um, usher's costume from a, from a theater where, where it happened to be from. And, you know, they have the, the it's not a beret, it's a flat, um, round cap. Okay. Uh, kind of like a pillbox All right. kind of thing that they would they, the, the ushers would wear in the old days, you know. Mm-hmm. So what they wanted me to do was to wear that cap, not on my head, but to cover my penis. <laughs> so we worked out a way of with with the strap and some string and things. I see. That that's that's that, a great outfit. That, it it was kind of <laughs> cute. Plus I had. The chaps, not chaps. Um, um, mm. What's the thing you put on shoes? Uh, um, mm. uh, I have no idea. The like suspender yeah, things. Yeah, I yeah. Don't know. So that that was kind of cool. <laughs> uh, so p- part of the whole gig was, you know, the the teasing about the hat and mm-hmm. pulling it, and that's where uh, people put their tips when they wanted to tip me. Oh, in the hat. In the hat. Of course, you'd have to put it in the hat. Where else are you going to put it? It's a perfect, perfectly sized. 
Reservoir for tip money. Jar. Tip jar. Ah, yeah. Tip hat. Tip hat. <laughs> Tipping your hat. That's funny. See, I I got the idea for like that um, from this old show. I don't know if you ever saw it, but it's not safe with Nikki Glaser, and she's a comedian, and she did this whole segment about dick pics that are artistic. And I thought to myself, you know, if you're gonna give a dick pic, you might as well make it pretty in some way. And mm-hmm. so she did this one where they she put a, a beret on a penis and put oh. it in like a France diorama, and I was like, now that is the kind of dick pic I want to see. I love. <laughs> Love that kind of recreating a little bit. Or she put one in like a sandwich, so it's like yummy, eat me. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. the, another one was like a dick on a book. Like I'm a learned penis, you know. I've gone to college. Well, well Maybe read. I have a master's degree. <laughs> <laughs> I thought to myself, you know, if you're gonna give a dick pic, people, please, please put some effort into it. Mm-hmm. So that's just my thoughts, and it sounds like you do, like with your little top hat and everything. I think it, or a big top hat. I, I don't want to like put that into the wrong frame. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um I'm larger than normal, but not huge. Sure, above since, average. Since you brought the topic up, <laughs> well, if you wanted to tell, I wasn't asking you either way or not. But I'm glad you're above average. So for anybody interested, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we're towards the end of the show here. Is there any final thing you kind of want to plug for people to know if they want to get in contact with you, or or just in general, what makes you awesome? Oh <laughs> uh, well, I I just enjoy. Being the tattoo gentleman, I'm sure you're going to have contact information that people yeah, can get, yeah. re- reach me that way. So if you're having a party, you need a server, a bartender, just want to have some someone fun to greet your guest, give me a call, let me know, and we'll, we'll work it out. I'm All enjoying right. it. Thank you again for being on the show. Oh, so um, you've been listening to www.aboutsexpodcast.com. If you want to find me, you can also visit me as a therapist at www.therapistinstlouis.com. You can also check out my books, Helping Couples Overcome Infidelity or Premarital Counseling. They're both at Amazon. Um, so feel free to email your questions at aboutsexpodcast at gmail.com, and we may just answer them online. I'm your host, Angela Skirtu, and we've been talking with O. John, the Tattooed Gentleman. Stay kinky, St. Louis. Mm-hmm.